Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody, and live from the Blog Talk Radio engineering studios, it's the Fourth Inches <laughs> Show with Jana and the Sherpa. Jana, welcome back. We had some tech difficulties last week, but uh, here we are again. Yeah, despite the man trying to keep us down, we're resilient. We, we took a bit of an unintentional bye week last week, but we are back and better than ever this week. Uh, we've got all well kinds rested. of good stuff. Yes, we're well rested. All kinds of good stuff for you. Uh, despite the fact that bye weeks are in full effect for everybody, not us withstanding, uh, we still have got plenty to go over. We've got game predictions, a whole mess load of injuries, who to start, who to sit, waiver wire picks, daily fantasy picks, and of course, our game predictions, which always go so smoothly. Uh, so we've got an action pack show for you. We agree on every game. Yes, Incredible. yes, I'm sure you're going to love my Ten years and we've never disagreed on a game. <laughs> never. But if you guys want to have your voice heard, we're available all week long, all over social media. Line up questions, you want to talk football or, you know, baseball, which I may or may not be watching while we do this, find us all over social media. We're on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page. We're on Twitter at the number four THN inches show. That's the number four THN inches show at fantasy underscore Sherpa and JKIM16. I'm pretty sure that you can guess who's who there, but we always want to hear from you. So all week long, send your questions our way. And in the meantime, we do have a couple of teams on buys this week. We'll get that out of the way early. Buffalo, Chicago, Indianapolis, and Oakland all taking the week off. And, of course, we have one of those lovely London games, too. So there's a lot uh, of waiver wire uh, suggestions here, especially with the injuries. So where do you want to start today, Sherpa? (laughs) Let's talk about the London. No, let's uh, (laughs) might as well just go. Let's talk about and, Baker and of course, shaking hands or not shaking hands. No, let's not talk about that. Yeah, why don't we just go yeah. to the injuries? We can do that. Uh, also worth noting, the Tank Bowl is on the docket this week as well. Oh, this so we, oh. We've got a lot, a lot of fun, especially living in the D.C. area. It's a real hot mess down here right now. Um, but first... Some injuries. The network should also. Let me. It's. It's. it's I guess bad. it would be Fox televising that game. They should just hire Jay Gruden to do the color commentary on that game. Which would be fantastic. I also like that Rex Ryan has thrown his hat into the ring without even being asked. He's like, I'll take that job. Like nobody wants this job. Nobody does. Um, so nobody wants as, him as noted, if you live under a rock, the Redskins did let Jay Gruden uh, go from his head coaching duties this week. Bill Callahan is stepping in as interim coach, who has actually coached for both the Eagles and the Cowboys. So he's really just, I guess, bringing his NFC knowledge here. Uh, so this will be interesting. I, I have no idea why an owner drafting a quarterback that your head coach didn't like and putting him in an offense that didn't work and not bringing in players that seemed to work for this offense would have ever failed. But here we are. Um, also pretty petty that they, they let him play Sunday, go home, and then made him come in to be fired at 5 a.m. Monday morning. Uh, that's that's a real middle school girl type of thing to do. So props to you, Dan Snyder. Really just raising the bar here. <laughs> Nick Jerry um, Jones looked good. Yeah, seriously. The best thing that happened to the Cowboys this week was Jason Garrett having temper tantrum. We all know he's a real human now, which is nice. Um, in other non-injury but also semi-pertinent news, uh, last week the Raiders linebacker Vontez Burfecht was suspended for the season after his hit on tight end Jack Doyle. Uh, he, to date, has lost over $5 million due to suspension, and uh, this afternoon his appeal was officially overturned, his suspension's upheld. Uh, so Vontez Burfecht is done for the season, as are unfortunately some other players as well. Uh, also, we didn't get a chance to celebrate celebrate the Dolphins last uh, last episode. They actually had their first official lead of the season two Sundays ago, so we should probably make note of it because there's not a, a lot of chances for that this season. So good for them. This week's one of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this week they, they've got a chance. Um, we did have on the recommended couple... list. Oh. Stop. Don't tease me like that. This is, it's going to be a good show, guys. <laughs> a good show. couple of notable injuries uh, from last week. Uh, we, uh, we lost John Ross out in Cincinnati. He was placed on IR with a shoulder injury. 
Uh, as most of you saw, I'm sure Mitchell Trubisky dislocated his left shoulder and partially tore his labrum. He's going to be back, quote, sooner rather than later. He's not even ruled out yet this week. Um, so he's, he's really planning to play soon. The Broncos lost linebacker Bradley Chubb to torn ACL. He's done for the year. Patriots lost their kicker, Steven Goskowski. Uh, he had season-ending hip surgery, but is planning to uh, kick in 2020. He was the only kicker for eight years to kick a field goal or an extra point for, uh, for the Patriots, so it was weird last week seeing somebody else out there. The it Panthers the put wide receiver. Yeah, well, Cairo Santos is available. We'll get to him in a minute. <laughs> Panthers placed wide receiver Chris Hogan on IR. He is designated to return with a knee injury. And the Chargers last week put tight end Sean Colkin on IR after he tore his Achilles tendon. Uh, that would be the third tight end they've lost the season uh, through five weeks. But good news, Hunter Henry looks like he is sort of on the mend. He's actually practicing in a limited fashion this week after destroying his knee earlier this season. So that's a good sign. Um this week, most of the Giants' offense has already been ruled out for Thursday night's uh-huh. game against the Patriots, uh, which, I mean, it's it's not great. I, I've, I don't like anything about this, but Saquon Barkley officially not going to play with that ankle injury. I wouldn't be shocked to see him next week, though. Uh, wide receiver Sterling Shepard still out with a concussion. Tight end Evan Ingram is dealing with a knee injury. He will not be playing, and running back Wayne Gallum is still dealing with his concussion and will not be playing either. Uh, the Patriots, on the other hand, are only going to be without wide receiver Philip Dorsett, who injured his hamstring last week. They claim it's minor. He's week to week, but he's not going to play this week. Julian Edelman and Josh Gordon were both limited and listed as questionable with chest and knee injuries, respectively. They're going to play. Uh, in Carolina, Cam Newton's been ruled out again with that mysterious foot injury. I mean, at this point, I, I don't know when or if we're going to see him this season. two feet. I'm not entirely sure. It's it's tough to tell with all the other clothes he's wearing. Like, you never get that far. You're just like, what is that hat on his head? It's just, it's a lot. Uh, they are dealing uh, with a little bit more of a serious matter in running back Christian McCaffrey. He's dealing with a back injury. He didn't practice today. They are flying to London. He's planning to play, but long flight, backs, they're a little tricky. I'd keep an eye on it. It seems like he'll probably be fine, but just have a plan B. Buccaneers wide receiver Chris Godwin is limited today at practice with that hip injury. He should play, but keep an eye on it. Bengals wide receiver Alec Erickson. Alex Erickson was limited to practice today with a concussion. There are really not a lot of wide receivers left on that team. Um, hopefully that's not where you're looking to find your fantasy points, but if it is, I'd tread lightly. Ravens and Mark Andrews is now doing his weekly not practicing on Wednesday deal. Uh, he's dealing with that foot injury. He seems to take an awful lot of shots on Sunday, but he's he's playing the play. Seems like he's good to go. As long as he's out there, I'm starting him. Browns wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. fully participated in practice with that hip injury. That's a good sign. Not a lot of good coming out of that offense this week, so that's, that's some positive. Patrick Mahomes tweaked his ankle last week in the game. He's going to play. He's officially listed as questionable, but short of his foot falling off his body, there's no reason he's not going to be on the field this week. But in Kansas City wide receiver Sammy Watkins did not practice with the hamstring injury. I'd keep a closer eye on that one. Also worth noting, Tyreek Hill was back at, back at practice today, albeit limitedly, but he is on his way back from that shoulder injury. No real timetable yet, but he's getting closer, so that's progress. Texans wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins was limited today at practice. Just a rest day. Nothing to be worried about there, but wide receiver Kenny Stills was limited. Better news on that respect because he missed last week's game with a hamstring injury. It looks like he may be on track to play. Just be cautiously optimistic. The Saints wide receiver Traquan Smith is dealing with an ankle injury. He did not practice. It's not looking great for this week. Uh, surprise of all surprises out in Jacksonville. Jalen Ramsey actually showed up to practice and took a few snaps, played in a few drills. He was limited, but he was back at practice, that back injury. All of a sudden, once your team makes you see a doctor, you start showing up at practice. Just the weirdest thing. I can't imagine why that happened. Or the trade deadline, too. Uh, just, yeah. Crazy. Uh, in Philadelphia, wide receiver Deshaun Jackson is going to be out again this week with that abdominal injury. Thought me if you've heard this before, he's hoping to play next week. Uh, it is against the Cowboys, so there's a chance he might actually suit up for that one. I wouldn't hold my breath, but you never know. In Washington, as the fans of the time go and the 
everything, you know, the world turns, however you want to put it, the hot mess that is in downtown D.C. They're going to be starting Case Keenum this week at quarterback. He practiced fully. He's not wearing the walking boot anymore. That means Colt McCoy is back to the bench and Dwayne Haskins. They're both going to be backups again this week. Um, that's, that's really about the best thing you can say about that team right now. Unfortunately, tight end Jordan Reed still not practicing with that concussion. Rams linebacker Clay Matthews not practicing, uh, not surprising because he fractured his jaw last week. The fact that he went back in the game and he's even thinking about being on a football field at all makes him a whole hell of a lot tougher than I am. Running back Todd Curley didn't practice today either. He's dealing with a quad injury. He should be fine. And wide receiver Brandon Cooks was limited with a concussion, but it looks like he's on track to play this week as well. Out in Arizona, running back David Johnson's dealing with some back spasms. Seems like he's pretty questionable. Uh, certainly have a plan B. Chase Edmonds is looking very appealing in a lot of uh, waiver wire picks this week and your daily fantasy picks, but we'll get there. Cowboys wide receiver Amari Cooper was limited at practice with ankle and quad injuries, head, shoulders, knees, and toes still to follow. He will play this week. Uh, Michael Gallup was a full participant at practice, which is a good sign after his first game back after knee surgery. So maybe the Cowboys might think about winning the game this week against the Jets. The Jets, uh, however, will have Sam Darnold under center. He's officially off the injury report. His spleen is a normal size, and he's planning on starting versus Dallas this week. Wide receiver Robbie Anderson looks like he'll be uh, fully fully involved in the game. He was a full participant at practice today, dealing with a back injury. Uh, and Demarius Thomas was limited with hamstring and knee injuries. Stop me if you've heard this one before. Tight end uh, Delaney Walker out in Tennessee did not practice with a knee injury. He'll still suit up come Sunday. Both Denver wide receivers, Emmanuel Sanders and Cortland Sutton, were limited today at practice. Sanders is dealing with a knee injury. Cortland Sutton is dealing with what they're calling a lower leg injury, which to the rest of the world is a calf. I don't know why they won't call it that, but here we are. Uh, Mason Rudolph, back from the dead. He legitimately looks like a corpse on the field this week. He took quite a shot and was unconscious on the field for a little while. Uh, couldn't get off on the cart. That was a whole issue. He's officially in the concussion protocol, but he's actually limited practice today. Um, so he he seems to think he might play this week. Brandon, if I were unconscious for that long, I said probably wouldn't want to play football, but hey, more power to him. Devin Hodges would start if he can't go. And Paxton Lynch was promoted off the practice squad to be his backup, should that be necessary. So just for all those playing at home, Devin Hodges, undrafted free agent, would be starting. Paxton Lynch, former, former first-round draft pick, would be backing him up off the practice squad. That's the world we live in. Also in Pittsburgh, running back Jalen Samuels had his knee scope today. He's going to be out likely a month, so that's not great news there. Uh, like I mentioned before, Hunter Henry out in uh, L.A. is making some progress. He was back at practice, taking some drills today with that knee injury. Uh, I don't necessarily think we're going to see him on the field this week, but it's coming soon. Also worth noting out there for the Chargers, center Mike Pouncey went on IR today. He's done for the year. He's having neck surgery. It doesn't look like the career's in jeopardy, but certainly the season is done. And a couple of notes from the week. The Bills traded wide receiver Zay Jones to Oakland for a fifth-round pick. Or, I'm sorry, the Raiders for fifth-round pick. And the Titans released kicker, kicker Cairo Santos after missing four consecutive field goals last week. And the Patriots released tight end Ben Watson, who, by my math, was on the roster for all of one week after coming off suspension. So why he managed to keep him around that long, I don't know. But he is a free agent and probably going to end up on the Chargers the way things look. <laughs> So that, ladies and gentlemen, is our entire show. Thanks for listening. I'm just kidding. But we're finally Actually, done injuries. We should sign with the Giants <laughs> so we could play against the Patriots this week. That would be a really Patriots yeah. move at the Giants. But without I mean, I, Abram, I thought it was him. nice that Bill Belichick was looking so far ahead that he put Jimmy Garoppolo in a position to take down his only potential undefeated competitors in the AFC East. He traded him to the 49ers just specifically to take down the Chiefs. I mean, that was really, really a lot of forethought there, much like I think he planted Demarius Thomas to give Sam Darnold mono and just slowly take down that whole division. You know, he's, he's very diabolical. Well, I, if I were a Cowboys defender, I wouldn't uh, want to get too close to Sam Darnold on uh, Sunday. He might just start 
coughing in their direction. Most, my of, most of them are the hurt anyway, will, so I don't even. I'm not entirely sure who's going to hit the field. <laughs> my my prediction is the Cowboys will have zero sacks this week. Lots of pressure, but zero yeah. sacks. Yeah, you keep them in a bubble. That seems fine. I have no real issue with that. <laughs> as long as there's a hole for them to throw the football through. Yeah, yeah, that seems fine, right? I I would be probably more interested in watching that way. Maybe they should try that in the <laughs> in the tank bowl. Oh, tank bowl! That's gonna be ugly. Hey, this is the most excited Redskins fans have been all year because it's the only shot they have at a win. Probably the only shot the Dolphins have at a win too. Well, that's true. They Not get, great. They get to play the Jets twice. But do you think anyway. the Dolphins will just forfeit? I mean, they really want that first pick. I'm just like, yeah, we're good. We're not even going to play. Well, they don't have to worry about the Redskins in terms of the Redskins. Are, I, I doubt they pull in Arizona and draft another quarterback a year after they drafted, you know, you know after they drafted one. So I, I can't imagine that they would uh, do that. So I think Miami probably has a pretty clear shot at the uh, first uh, quarterback. I, I don't think the Redskins are going to give up on Dwayne Haskins after uh, after three games, but we'll see. Probably not, but you never know. The new coach hates him. You know, who knows? <laughs> it's it's going to be an interesting week. I feel pretty confident about that. So, should we do some uh, waiver wire recommendations? Yeah, we got a lot of guys on by this week. A whole heck of a lot of injuries. So I think there's certainly a lot of need for the waiver wire. Let's start with running backs. There is, but there's a real dearth of options there. As far as running backs, you mentioned Chase Edmonds before in Arizona. Good chance that mm-hmm. David Johnson either doesn't play or is going to be limited. So Chase Edmonds going against Atlanta's uh, defense is probably uh, – you know, be more interested if they used him a lot as a receiver, given the state of Atlanta's secondary. But uh, if he's the primary rusher, all the better. Um, Rashad Penny in Seattle and Latavius Murray in uh, New Orleans. Again, neither one of them figures to have a big role this week, but uh, more dart throws. And I suppose if you're really desperate and uh, want to uh, play for some upside, maybe uh, – consider Adrian Peterson uh, in the mat, in the tank hole this week, but anyone uh, you yeah. would want to add to the list? No, I like, I like Adrian Peterson in the tank bowl if he's out there for sure. Um, Chase Edmonds, I'm really high on this week. Um, maybe Edo Smith and Jamal Williams, but um, I'm way less excited about those two. Okay. Um, wide receivers, another tank bowl participant, uh, Preston Williams. Dolphins wide receiver, you know, Josh Rosen quarterback for the rest of the year. Williams has looked good in a couple of games <laughs> this season. Maybe there's uh, something to build on there. McCall uh, Hardman in Kansas City you know, still you know, has an opportunity with uh, Watkins and Tyreek Hill either out or nursing injuries. Uh, Geronimo Allison in Green Bay like the matchup this week. And then uh, either Marquise Goodwin or Dante Pettis if you want to get in on the, the 49ers offense, but uh, again, pretty pretty small, pretty slim list, but uh, you have anyone yeah. to add, yeah. please uh, chime no, away. No, I, I think you hit everybody. Like I said, it's, it's not great out there. <laughs> There's not a lot of healthy people that are going to get snaps that, that you'll want to pick up off the waiver wire, so certainly uh, get there quick if you need it. So quarterback is more interesting to me. I think there are actually several good options there. I, I've taken to this one league this year where you know I had always done the traditional thing, carry a quarterback, carry a backup. This year, though, I've mm-hmm. just decided to free up a roster spot by just carrying one quarterback and just basically streaming them. You know, I had Aaron Rodgers in that league and traded him away, I think, for Cooper Cup a few weeks ago. And since then, I've just been streaming guys. You know, I had – I streamed Case Keenum last week. You know, not sure who I'm going to stream this nice. week, but uh, several several good options. Gardner there. Minshew. Uh, That's who you should stream. He's on my list, not not at the top of the list. A couple guys I like more, but uh, he's, he's Gardner Minshew. Um, my third option this week, uh, Teddy Bridgewater, checking in as my uh, top quarterback waiver wire option. 
for this week. And then uh, Kyle Allen with uh, Carolina has uh, shown some promise, also shown the ability to fumble a lot. But, uh, you know, I guess he has that in common with Gardner Minshew. But, and then uh, Kirk Cousins, I like the matchup. Had a nice game against the Giants last week. I don't know if Donald Trump will call him after the Eagles game, but uh, that he has at least. A, He's the only a human chance. in America who's getting a call just for being a mediocre dude doing his regular job from the president. <laughs> well, I, so I think the two of them are golfing buddies, so that probably explains I that. I mean, that but, helps. Uh, <laughs> so. Anyway, uh, and then uh, Kirk Cousins, yeah, like I said, you know, he's out there and uh, has pretty good matchup this week. You know, so I don't like him as much as the guys I listed before him. But uh, anyway, anybody you want to add to the list? Gardner Minshew is definitely the top of my list, not just because he can wear a sweet headband, but because I really like the matchup for him this week. Probably more than you do, which is fine. Um, I put Sam Darnold on my list, even though he's playing the Cowboys. I think there's a chance – He's rested. We know, all you can do when you have mono is rest. Um, and I think that he, it could be a decent matchup for him. He's probably in a lot better shape than I was when I had mono, but I still just, just <laughs> imagine that that takes a lot out of you as a professional athlete. And I don't I would know. Think I, so. I, I would, but I, I, would think, avoid I also him, think they're uh, going to be playing from behind a lot, and he's going to have to throw. I'll, I'll make a prediction that he doesn't play the whole game this week. We'll see. And not because ooh, ooh, okay. they, they're getting blown out, but uh, because he's, he's just not uh, up to it. But we'll see. My I experience, like obviously. Yeah, I like that we're just making random predictions yeah. now. I'm into this. Okay. So <laughs> tight end-wise, several uh, decent options there, uh, Hunter Henry might not play for another week, but I think you'll be glad you grabbed him, even if it's a week yes. early. If you need somebody for Absolutely. this week, I'd say uh, Jordan Aiken with Houston mm-hmm. or uh, Noah Fount with uh, Denver were two guys that I would look at. Uh, anyone you would add to the list? I might throw Chris Herndon on that list, certainly behind the other guys. I'm very much with you. If Hunter Henry's out there, go pick him up. Uh, especially with the way the Titans have been playing this season and the fact that the Chargers wide receivers can't seem to stay healthy. Hunter Henry is going to be a really nice dash. Uh, but, you know, it's just it's tough out there. And then as far as uh, defenses go, uh, several um, appealing, unappealing options on the waiver wire this week. Uh, I would say that either of the defenses in the tank bowl, Washington or Miami, worth picking up this week. I like Miami a little bit more, but, um, you know, Washington should be fine too. And then uh, Arizona is another one, which is a little surprising given Atlanta's offense, but there's, there's just something that's uh, not clicking with that team, especially when they're on the road. So I think Arizona might also. I just don't understand also... that team at all, honestly. I just, I can't figure it out for the life of me. So uh, anyone you would uh, care to add to that list? Uh, no, no, I have no real beef with your list. I'll say that. Okay. So shall we move yeah. on to the uh, game predictions then? Oh, no, let's uh, do the, uh, the position. I guess we should probably start then, to. Uh... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we will. <laughs> All right. Um, I forget who started off last time, so why don't you um, start this week with the running back? Running that you back. Like? Uh, top of my list, despite some potential back problems and the game being in London, I am taking Christian McCaffrey as my number one overall running back. I like Dalvin Cook at two. Ezekiel Elliott, Nick Chubb, and Alvin Kamara are my top five. David Johnson, as long as he can get on the field, I want to start him. Uh, I, I think that there's a lot of points to be had in this Arizona-Atlanta game fantasy-wise. Uh, Leonard Fournette at seven, Aaron Jones, Todd Gurley, and Le'Veon Bell rounding out my top ten. Well, we agreed on seven of the ten, so that's pretty uh, good that's actually start. Pretty uh, good Christian throw. McCaffrey, Christian McCaffrey also at the top of my list this week. Alvin Kamara second, Aaron Jones third, Sony Michelle fourth, Alvin Cook five, Mark Ingram six, Todd Gurley seven, Ezekiel Elliott eight, Melvin Gordon nine, and Leonard Fournette rounding out my top ten. Okay, all right. No, we we actually that might be the most we've ever agreed on running backs. Probably, yeah. 
Um, you'll be happy That's to know good. that uh, one of your uh, recommendations is on my is at the top of my avoid list. But we'll get there Perfect. shortly. Why don't you uh, hit us That's with your avoid things list? Things feel better. Um, okay. Miles Sanders on my avoid list. Probably not on a lot of people's, but I don't love the matchup this week. Duke Johnson, Jamal Williams. Jonathan Hillman, pretty much anybody in the Giants' backfield, I think is safe to say. Giovanni Bernard, uh, Gus Edwards, Latavius Murray, Dion Lewis, Elijah Penny, again, sticking with that Giants team, and Kalen, uh, Kalen Balage. All right. Um, for me, uh, Le'Veon Bell is at the top of my list. Uh, James mm. Conner, Karrion Johnson, Devonta Freeman, Derrick Henry, Joe Mixon, I'll go with the Jordan Howard part of the Philly backfield. Adrian Peterson and Chris Carson rounding out my avoid list. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Intrigued to see how these games right. go. Yeah. <laughs> um, wide receiver-wise, uh, Julian Edelman, assuming he's healthy, is at the top of my list this week. Michael Thomas, okay. two. DeAndre Hopkins, three. Keenan Allen, four. Adam Thielen, five. DJ Moore, six, DJ Chark, seven, Josh Gordon, eight, Odell Beckham Jr., nine, and then uh, take your pick, Robert Woods, Brandon Cooks, Cooper Cup, uh, tenth, and then I'll give uh, Larry Fitzgerald and, (laughs) yes, et al., and then, uh, or or et al., and then uh, Larry Fitzgerald and uh, Devontae Adams, uh, honorable mentions for me. Okay, all right. Uh, Julian Edelman's on my list, but not the top of it. He's actually number 10 on my list. I've got Julio Jones at the top of my list. Uh, Keenan Allen's my favorite out of, out of the, uh, Chargers set up out there. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, Michael Thomas, Cooper Cup, Amari Cooper, Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, Kenny Galladay coming in at eight on my list. Adam Thielen and the aforementioned Julian Edelman rounding on my top 10. Okay. Um, couple, uh, disagreements here. Uh, Mike Evans at the top of my avoid list. Julio Jones second. Juju Smith-Schuster third. Kenny Galladay fourth. Tyler Boyd five. Golden Tate six. Terry McLaurin, Paul Richardson seven. Mohamed Sanu eight. Robbie Anderson nine. And Corey Davis uh, rounding out my 10 to avoid for this week. Well, okay. I I think Terry McLaurin is going to have a nice little game, but I can see maybe wanting to stay away from the tank bowl. I get it. <laughs> on my avoid list, I've got Sammy Watkins at the top. I don't care if he plays or not. I'm tired of dealing with the will he, won't he? Is he going to make it through a game? I just I don't want any part of it. Mohamed um, Sanu is on my avoid list as well. Deontay Johnson, Debo Samuel, Marquise Goodwin, Randall Cobb, Robbie Anderson, Geronimo Allison, who you're a little higher on than I am, uh, Devontae Parker, and Danny Amendola. Okay. Um, quarterbacks, who do you like this week? Patrick Mahomes and his bum ankle. Definitely at the top of my list. Deshaun Watson coming in at two. Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson, and Tom Brady are my top five. Kyler Murray, Matt Ryan, Dak Prescott, Aaron Rodgers, and Gardner Minshew and his headband coming in at ten. We read on six of our uh, top ten. I've got whoa, Lamar Jackson whoa, whoa. at the top of my list. Uh, Jared Goff, two, Kyler Murray, three, Aaron Rodgers, four, Tom Brady, five, Deshaun Watson, six, Philip Rivers, seven, Kyle Allen, eight, Teddy Bridgewater, nine, and Dak Prescott rounds out my top ten this week. Okay. Kyle Allen on my avoid list. Uh, He's actually the top of my avoid list. Teddy Bridgewater, Jimmy Garoppolo, Kirk Cousins, Andy Dalton, Case Keenum, and anybody else who decides to take a snap in uh, Washington, Marcus Mariota, Daniel Jones, Sam Darnold, and his liver, uh, or his spleen, and Josh Rosen. Sorry, buddy. Tank Bull, I don't think it's going to be good to quarterbacks. Yeah, we've got a fair amount of overlap. I'll actually put Carson Wentz at the top of my avoid list. Uh, Matt I don't Ryan, hate that. Yeah. Jameis Winston, Russell Wilson, we apparently see that differently. Andy Dalton, Sam Darnold, Marcus Mariota, Matthew Stafford, Daniel Jones, and then uh, whoever the Steelers quarterback is this week, whether it's Devlin Hodges or Mason Rudolph, I, I think you avoid either one. I just I if I wouldn't be shocked if Mason Rudolph gets on the football field this week, but I would like as a human being that's incredibly impressive. 
I don't think it's smart, but jeez. He looked like he was dead when he hit the ground. That was unreal. And now he's like, oh, no big deal. I'm going to play football. Just quarterback a, a football team like it's no bit nothing. Uh, Crazy. I'll, I'll also uh, predict that if he plays this week with, like, Sam Donald, he won't make it through the whole game. Whoa. You're just hunting quarterbacks this my, week. Uh, avoid list. <laughs> That's why Sammy Watkins is on mine. Not making it through all week. No injury prone. How about tight ends? How are you feeling about them this week? Uh, uh not not so great. A uh, couple of <laughs> couple of uh, the usual suspects are not near the top of my list this week. Uh, Greg Olson is at the top of my list. Travis Kelsey two, Jared Cook three, Jordan Aikens four, Mark Andrews five, the Tyler Higby Gerald Everett combination six. Uh, one of your old favorites, Charles Clay, seven, Jimmy Graham, eight. Yes. And then Zach Ertz and George Kittle uh, had a hard time including them in my top ten, but there's just such a you know, a lack of options this week that I had to uh, do it. Okay. I'm I'm a little higher on Zach Ertz than you are. Uh, so, again, definitely higher on George Kittle than you are. But – uh, I've got Travis Kelsey number one overall. I've got George Kittle at two, Mark Andrews three, and Zach Ertz four. Will Disley is rounding out the top five for me. Austin Hooper, Greg Olson, Delaney Walker, and Islam Nee, uh, Gerald Everett with the Rams, and Jared Cook are my top ten this week. All right. Uh, we have a couple of uh, guys that are on my avoid list. Uh, O.J. Howard at the top of my avoid list, although I was very impressed by that ball yeah. he caught at the Rays-Astros uh, game the other yeah. day. And that Delaney was Walker, it, The funny thing was the announcers didn't realize who it was. <laughs> they just, oh, some guy in the stands with a nice catch. Yeah, it's like, that's uh, his actual job, guys. <laughs> yeah. The ball's a little bit bigger that he catches regularly, but probably doesn't come yeah. at him quite as hard, but... Uh, so that was a nice snare. Uh, it was. O.J. Howard at the top of my list. Delaney Walker, two. The Jordan Reed, Vernon Davis combo, three. Tyler Reifert, four. Austin Hooper, Chris Harnden, and Vance McDonald. And I don't even have enough tight ends that uh, to round out my uh, top ten of weight list <laughs> for this week. I've got uh, O.J. Howard at the top of my list also. Uh, Noah Font, Jordan Aikens, George Swaim, Dallas Goddard, Hayden Hurst, Ricky Seals-Jones, Tyler Higby, Matt Lacoste, Cameron Brait. Some overlap. This, this is a tough week for tight ends. Real tough week on Daily Fantasy, too. They're just getting pricey. So who do you like in uh, among the defenses this week? Uh, it, it was kind of tough to put together with, honestly. There's, there's a lot of weird games, but I've got the Patriots uh, number one. I don't think that's surprising to anybody. The Ravens at two. The but Cowboys. Not surprising. Yeah, sorry. The Cowboys at three. Uh, the Titans and the Redskins coming in at number five. The Chargers, Panthers, Broncos, uh, the Chiefs, and the Vikings. My top ten. Okay, I'll put um, the Chargers at the top of my list, followed by New England, Carolina, Miami. Baltimore, Arizona, Dallas, Denver, and Green Bay. Okay. All right. I have the Dolphins at the top of my avoid list. I think that's going to be on pretty much everyone's avoid list pretty much every week. Uh, the Steelers, 49ers, Bengals, Eagles, Browns, Seahawks, Lions, Bucks, and Jets all keeping them company. I didn't have as well, hard of a time of putting together Mike an avoid Kisicki list. on our avoid did. list this week, so that's progress. Oh. That is progress. Poor guy. Friend. Poor Mike Kosicki. Yeah. Friend of the show, even though we can't ever recommend you. Well, we'll see how long that lasts. But uh, So, um, <laughs> for the uh, avoid list this week, defenses, I'm staying away from my beloved Giants, Tampa Bay, mm-hmm. Jacksonville. My prediction is the Giants won't last, won't make it through the whole game either. Uh, the Giants, Tampa Bay, Jacksonville, Kansas City, Cincinnati, San Francisco, Atlanta, Pittsburgh, and Detroit rounding out my list of uh, defenses to avoid this week. Well, all right. 
I'm intrigued to see how the game picks go, because I think we're differing on a fair amount of these. So, um, starting off, we've got, as Jana mentioned before, we've got uh, four teams on by, so we've got 14 games this week. Kicking off with Thursday night game. Um, too bad the Thursday night game isn't in London, then they'd be playing in the middle of the night there. That would be pretty funny, but... Uh, that would be more interesting, I think, than players. what we're going to actually get. So, I'm sorry for your Giants. Yeah, this is this is not going to be pretty. I just, I, no. um, I, it's yeah, I, I don't know what the schedule makers were thinking putting this game on a Thursday night, but anyway, maybe they thought Thursday that games, it was. Uh, I I'm with Todd Gurley. They're just not awesome. This is a prime example of this. Well, I. My only thought, my only thing I can think of is that maybe they thought that this would be the last, you know, Tom Brady, Eli Manning matchup, but yeah, little did they know. Who could have yeah. predicted that well, uh, the Giants would switch quarterbacks when they? Yeah. Maybe they should so. let Eli play just for old times' sake. Maybe they should. They should let him start and play one play and then pull him. They should actually probably dress him as wide receiver. You guys do need some bodies out there. And he's got a wide receiver eligible number too, so that that would work. Mm-hmm. He can't can't run for to save his life, so just a lot of short routes for him. But I think it's doable. Yeah. Just find a team the and, and sit there and just wait yeah, for them to throw the, the ball. So. Right at the right at the sideline. Right, he could Catch be the, he's the eleventh guy on the field. He just has to make sure he's on perfect. He's uh, <laughs> you know, on side when they. Uh, that would make this game so much more watchable. This is exactly how to fix this. I'm so into it. Okay, so anyway, <laughs> this is going to be a really sad game for Giants fans. I, I'm predicting a more than three touchdown deficit here. I'm going uh, Patriots Ooh. 38, Giants 14. Daniel I went 34-14. I, I kept a little more respectful uh, than you did. Do you want me to refer to you as an optimist? Then? Perhaps. I'm taking the Patriots, and you, no matter what points they're given, I think they're covering the spread. <laughs> yeah, no matter what the over-under is, that's the over. Yeah. Yeah, I'm taking the over. Just on the Patriots alone. <laughs> the over-under 79. Do it. You know what the worst thing like is for the Giants is like they're they can't even get the first round pick out of like this this kind of dumpster fire of a situation because there are teams that are so much worse than they are. You can't even yeah, rebuild. They've got, what, are you, what are you guys doing? I don't know. It'd be nice to get a shot at that Ohio State uh, defensive lineman, but I don't think that's going to happen Good. unless no. the. Uh, Redskins, unless the Redskins somehow beat the Giants twice, then maybe they'll have a shot because then Cincinnati and you know Miami ahead of them would probably both take quarterbacks. But uh, we'll see. So, so anyway, on to the Sunday games. The London, this London game, unlike last week's London game, is actually being played in the middle of the afternoon London time, which means the the lovely uh, 9:30 a.m. Eastern, 6:30 a.m. I like having the 9:30 Pacific. start. I like the whole day of football. I enjoy that. But the only thing I like about the London games. So, I mean, technically it's a home game for Carolina. I don't think it much matters. They're showing to be a better team than Tampa Bay. A little disappointed that Tampa's defense isn't uh, holding up their end of the bargain. And I think that will continue to be the case in this game. I'll go with a final score of Carolina 35, Tampa Bay 21. I'm taking Tampa Bay to win 24-20. I think they're going to sneak one out here. Weird stuff always happens in London. Not that weird. Oh, oh it's going to get weirder. Don't you worry. <laughs> All right. That's the tip of the iceberg. Next up, we've got, uh, next up we've got a game between uh, two teams, one of which does uh, seem to play in London at least once a year, and that's the uh, New Orleans-Jacksonville game actually at Jacksonville, so I guess they don't have to worry about uh, losing this this one as a home game, but uh, anyway, I, I still <laughs> like, uh, even though it's at home for the Gardner Minshews, I still like the 
the uh, Teddy Bridgewaters in this game. I'll go with them, uh, 31, uh, the Minshew, 27. I'm thinking Gardner Minshew to win this game 30 to 27. I think that they're they're coming from behind. I think it's going to be an electric game, and I think they're finally going to win one of these close ones. I'm fired up about it. I don't think Jalen Ramsey is going to be playing football this week, though. Probably not. Uh, 30 no. or 38 to 27. 30. 30 to 27. Just just a cautiously optimistic field goal. Okay. Next up, we've got. Uh, a good game uh, featuring two teams that have played each other each of the last two seasons. Philadelphia uh, going to Minnesota. Philadelphia's won the last couple games uh, between these teams, but I think uh, Minnesota is going to uh, turn around and reverse the tables this time. I'll go with the final score here of uh, Minnesota 27 and the Carson Wentz is 24. I actually really wanted to pick Minnesota to win this game, but I'm going to go with the Eagles 27-23. I think that they need to actually occasionally win games that matter against good teams, and I think this is going to be one of those. Uh, personally, I'd really like it to go the other way, but I think that I think the Eagles can pull this one off, a little mini upset at home in Minnesota. Well, they certainly looked uh, – they surprised me with the uh... – Green Bay game, you know, when they won that on the road, but uh, they won very decisively. I think, yeah, I think this will be a little bit uh, different story. You know, we'll see. Yeah, I think purple is a little more threatening than the Jets green was. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm with yeah, you there. Yeah, that was not a fun game to watch, but uh, anyway. No. Next up, we've got the Tank Bowl, and I'm um, just. The less said about this game, the better. I think Miami wins at 24-21 next. I'm actually picking Washington to win this 21-16. Uh, I think Miami is going to continue their uh, race to the bottom. And I think Washington not having the Jay Gruden distraction will actually help them. This is going to be weird. Josh Rosen is potentially going to be booted out two years in a row in you know, for the guy who's yeah. going to be the number one pick in the draft. That's, you know, yeah, he's he's like the guy he's, that always gets broken up with and the girl gets married to the next guy. That's, that's him. You want to bring him on your team just so you know things can get better, year. but you're better. He might be. It's uh, They're open to any takers right now. <laughs> okay. So, so far we've disagreed on four of the five games. I have a feeling I'm going to make it uh, five out of six. Houston at Kansas City. Love the Chiefs. I'm not impressed by the showing against Indianapolis last week. Houston looks like they have a line, or maybe Atlanta's defense is just that bad. But anyway, I'm going to um, predict that Houston keeps the good times rolling this week. I'll say Houston wins this uh, at Kansas City by a field goal. Houston 31, Kansas City 28. You are correct. We are disagreeing on this one. Uh, I think Indianapolis is much better than people give them credit for, and I think Atlanta's defense is that bad. Houston's still going to score some points. I have them losing to Kansas City, 34-27. Uh, still a lot of fantasy value to be had on both sides of the ball, I think because they're they're certainly going to be more of a, a shootout. I don't think there's a real defensive stand here. Um, but I, I think Kansas City's got something to prove. I think they're at home. I think Andy Reid's cranky, and I think it'll be the difference. I think they're going to come out and steal one here from Houston. So who's better after a bye week, Andy Reid or us? <sighs> Probably us. Okay. Although he – well, I, I don't look that great in red either, so I don't know. It could be a push. <laughs> so next up I'm we've I'm got – yeah. All right. The homer pick. Um, next mm-hmm. up, we've got Seattle at Cleveland, and I know people are probably really high on Seattle after their uh, home victory over the Rams last Thursday, and then people are really down on Cleveland after getting blown out on Monday night uh, in San Francisco. Well, they got embarrassed, but, uh, all right. Yeah, I I'm going to be a contrarian here and say Cleveland gets their act together at home this week. Uh, I'll go with Cleveland 27, Seattle 24, but I will say that if Cleveland comes out and puts up another uh, showing like they had in San Francisco, I, I think this season is going to uh, head south in a hurry for them. Yeah, yeah, they they need a they need a win. They need to pull together here big time. Um, 
I think that they're going to get it. Very similar score. I've got them winning 26-23. Seattle secondary can be exploited. Baker Mayfield just needs to focus a little bit. Just don't panic. It'll be fine. All you have to do is throw the ball five yards beyond whoever your receiver is because Odell Beckham Jr. and Jarvis Landry and Antonio Callaway can all run like hell, and there's absolutely no reason you should ever, ever overthrow one of them. So just stop trying to hit them where you think they're going to be. Kept on the throwing guys. They run too fast. That's all you have to do, and you'll be fine. All right. Speaking of running fast, we've got uh, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens uh, home hosting the Bengals this week. Um, Lamar Jackson also uh, showing he's a very good pocket passer this season, and I yes. think uh, he's, he's going to uh, demonstrate that in spades against an overmatched Bengals defense on. Sunday, I'm going to go with uh, Baltimore in my route of the week. I'll say uh, Baltimore 41, Cincinnati 14 in a palindromic score. I like it. I'm a little more conservative than you. I've got Baltimore winning 31-17. I don't think this is a fair fight at all. Um, I think probably the second half, we feel out of the Baltimore run game just because they're going to be running out the clock. There's nothing they're going to need to do. It's not going to be – this is not going to be a fun one to watch. Unless you're a Ravens fan, then I'm sure it'll be great. Baltimore might win this division by default. I mean, people thought Cleveland Nobody was going to be good. To people to. thought Pittsburgh was going to be good, but uh, obviously Pittsburgh decimated by injuries and Cleveland decimated by I'm not sure what, but uh, they're not playing well either right now. Yeah, it's it's a weird division. I mean, none of the teams are playing really like they should be. It just doesn't make sense. I don't know. It's like the Except Falcons Baltimore. in an entire division. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, even Baltimore had two kind of dud weeks. Yeah, we'll see. I, I don't think this will be a dud week for them. No, uh, next I think up, it will be for the Bengals, got, though. I, I think even their good weeks are dud weeks by most team standards. <laughs> but next up, we've got um, – it's going to be interesting to see whether they decide to hold on to or move A.J. Green at the trade deadline. I just don't know. I mean, obviously, he's one of their most uh, you know, beloved players. But you know, if you're not anywhere close to contending, why not ship him off to someone who's offering you a first-round draft pick for him? Yeah, there's plenty Especially of teams if you that think that that team might sure. tank and uh, end up in the middle of the first round rather than at the end of the first round. But we'll see. So mm-hmm. next up, uh, we've got uh, talking about duds before. We've got uh, the Rams who. Um, laid an egg at Seattle against San Francisco that looked really good at home Monday night. So I'm going to be a contrarian again and say that the Rams will bounce back and win this and knock San Francisco from the ranks to the unbeaten. I'll go with a touchdown difference. I'll go with uh, the Rams 31 over the 49ers 24. We actually agree here. I'm taking the Rams bounce back in a big way. They're at home. That certainly helps. And I really... I mean, if you listen to the show at all this season, I don't think the 49ers are nearly as good as their record shows. Uh, they'll put up a bit of a fight here, though. I've got the Rams winning 34-28, so certainly still fantasy points to be had on the 49ers side, but I think this is the Rams all the way. Next up, we've got uh, two teams probably both headed in the same direction, and that's not a good one, but at least one seems to have yep. a little bit more promise for the future, and that's Arizona. They're hosting Atlanta. Uh, I don't think this will be a fun game to watch, but I think uh, unless you're a Kyler Murray fan, I think Atlanta, I mean, Arizona wins this pretty easily. I'll go with the final score of the home team uh, Cardinals 31 and the visiting Falcons 21. I actually have the exact same prediction. I have Arizona winning 31-21. I think that Kyler Murray is going to have a very nice game. Uh, this Atlanta team doesn't make any sense to me. I'm done with it. I just, I'm done trying to figure it out. I'm done picking them to win games. I just, they have all the talent in the world. They're not lacking anywhere, but they can't get it together. And I just don't understand why. And it frustrates me endlessly. I'm taking Arizona with or without David Johnson. They still win this game handily. So maybe uh, Dan Quinn or, or um, Mike Tomlin maybe. will be the next coach of the Redskins. I mean, he's, he seems to be in every conversation. Except for his own job, for whatever reason. Yeah, that's really bizarre. Okay, uh, next up we've got uh, Dallas 
and traveling to the Meadowlands to uh, take on the Jets. And this is the quadrennial uh, route, but uh, I think I have a friend whose two favorite teams are the Cowboys and the Jets. I'm not sure. I assume Oof. he roots for the Cowboys Oof. since That's they're a better tough. team, but I'm gonna uh, so. go with the gonna go with the Cowboys here. I think the Jets make it a little bit closer. I don't know that Sam Darnold will necessarily be the difference, but uh, I'll go with the Cowboys here to uh, win this 27-21. I have the Cowboys winning 31-20, so a little little bigger difference here, but. I, I, however, think Le'Veon Bell is going to be a bigger factor in this game than you do. I think the Jets will still move the ball. They're still going to put up yards. Um, but I think the Dallas offense just just is going to overpower them. It's it's hard to see it going any other way as Cowboys fans. Certainly, I hope it doesn't. But the Cowboys need to bounce back. The most exciting thing about a game can't be your coach spiking the challenge flag. They need to score a few more points. Yeah, the Green Bay and uh, Dallas have definitely had some real barn burners the last few years. It seems yeah. like I I don't know, you know, maybe this is me, you know, being dumb and saying the football equivalent of my birthday is always on a Tuesday, but it does <laughs> seem like uh, the last few seasons, whenever Green Bay and Dallas have played, that it seems to usually be in Dallas. Is that my imagination? No, it it does feel like that happens an awful lot. Okay, just checking. Uh, next up, we've got Denver hosting hmm. Tennessee. I I was higher on Tennessee to start the season, but Denver showing signs of life. Tennessee not so much. Uh, I'll go with uh, Denver by at home by a touchdown in a low scoring game. I'll take Denver twenty four over Tennessee's twenty one. Excuse me, seventeen. I've got a. Little- I've got a little bit closer. I've got Denver winning as well. Uh, it's tough to go into mile high and, and win a game there, especially now all of a sudden it's like they remembered how to have an offense. Cortland Sutton's finally awake, which is exciting. I've got the Broncos winning 21-17, so closer, a little more of a, a fair fight. I think the Titans' defense is going to keep them in it, but uh, I think Denver's mostly by being at home has a better chance of winning this. Word in Tennessee, I might go the other way. Next up, we've got uh, the Los Angeles Chargers hosting the Steelers. If both teams were at full strength, I'd say this is a really interesting game. That's obviously not the case here. Pittsburgh just decimated by injuries. Uh, Chargers getting suspended players back, getting injured players back. Uh, I just think this is a route. It doesn't matter whether it's Devlin Hodges or Mason Rudolph. I think the Chargers defense will feast on either one, and I'll predict a final score of Chargers 30, Pittsburgh 10. Okay. Um, I I have the Steelers hanging around much more. Uh, I have the Chargers winning 27-24, so uh, I think we see that a little differently, but I just, like you said, they are decimated by injuries, the Steelers, and I, I don't think it really matters much who quarterbacks this team. I just think that the Chargers have a little more firepower. They're at home. Uh, they're just a little, little less beat up. All right, and then to cap off the week, this is funny. We uh, agreed on the first game, disagreed on the next five, and now we're on a seven-game uh, yeah. streak of agreeing. So let's see how we close out the week. I have a pretty good sense that we're going to agree on this last game too, and that's Green Bay hosting Detroit. Detroit uh, looking better than people thought they would this year, but Green Bay's defense is much improved. I I don't think it's too much of a stretch to say that they might be the uh, NFC favorites right now to, to they make could the Super Bowl. Be. I think they have the best-rounded uh, team that I've seen so far. And I'll go with uh, Green Bay to double up on Detroit here. I'll say final score, Green Bay 34, Detroit 17. Yeah, uh, I've got I've got Green Bay winning 31-24. So I've got a closer game even though Detroit is not quite on the same level as the Packers and they are at Lambeau uh, in prime time, I think Detroit, they're going to be, Matt Stafford's going to have to throw the ball. They're going to have to be throwing the whole game because they're going to be playing from behind. So as long as Matt Stafford doesn't get killed by his offensive line, which certainly could happen, uh, I think they'll at least hang around and keep it interesting. But this is the Packers the whole way. Like you said, I wouldn't be shocked if they end up being the, 
the crown jewel here of the NFC who, while the AFC seems a little more like you have clear-cut favorites, the NFC has been a little murkier, I feel like, this year. Right now, to me, and of course a lot can change between now and week 17, but you know, right now it looks to me like you know, Green Bay and New England are the, the classes of their respective conferences. Yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting. It'll certainly be interesting. So why don't At this you, point, uh, it's like, who can stay healthy? Daily. Yeah, it's, I guess every year it's just a contest of you know, which uh, team is, is best at avoiding the random uh, injury bug. But, uh, so why don't you yeah. uh, hit us up with your uh, daily fantasy picks, and then if there's uh, time, I have a question or two for you. Sounds good. Uh, as as we mentioned before, we got four teams on a bye this week, so you're certainly down players, but that means there's some really interesting stacks out there to be had. Um, if you're looking for, for teams to stack, I'm a big fan of the Jaguars and the Cardinals this week and the Browns and the Redskins uh, as well. Certainly you can save some money that way and go for some of those bigger name items, but as always, we're giving you value picks here. There are some that are very obvious, like you want to put Christian McCaffrey in your lineup if you can afford him. Those are just things you do. But for now, we'll give you some ways to save money so you can build the best lineup possible. At quarterback, as I talked about earlier, I'm very high on Gardner Minshew. The price is good. Case Keenum, even though uh, it may not be the prettiest game in the world, there are still going to be yards to be had. Kyler Murray and Baker Mayfield rounding out my values at quarterback. At running back, Tevin Coleman, Carlos Hyde, Kenyon Drake, Chris Thompson, and as we talked about before, Chase Edmonds. Even if David Johnson's on the field, I might sneak him in as a flex option because I don't know if he's going to make it through the whole game. Back spasms can certainly uh, be unpredictable. At wide receiver, a lot of good value this week, especially with some of these higher-scoring games. Will Fuller, I don't necessarily think he's going to match last week, but the return on investment value-wise, still good. Michael Gallup, D.D. Westbrook, Terry McLaurin, Larry Fitzgerald, Cortland Sutton, and Calvin Ridley. At tight end, like we talked about earlier, the prices are, are still pretty high. There's not a ton in the way of value out there, but bang for your buck, Mark Andrews is still great. Noah Font, Vernon Davis, as long as he makes it on the field, which it looks like he's going to, and Jared Cook. At defense, the Redskins, 49ers, and Chargers are your best bet value-wise there. Okay. Um, you have a couple minutes left. I uh, wanted to ask you sure. about a couple of things and feel free to answer one or the other or both. Uh, first topic okay. is Baker Mayfield and what you think yes. of his fantasy prospects for the rest of the season and whether you would hold on to him and say that it'll get better or whether you would drop him. And then the second are um, are you have you made any trades in any of your leagues or what's your uh, general philosophy about trading at this time of the season now that we're a third of the way into it uh, I have not made any trades yet I've been offered some but they have not been good um, especially with injuries I've been hit pretty hard with injuries so I've been trying to piece together uh, guys without giving up too much Maybe another week or two I start thinking about trading, but for now I'm still, still kind of getting a feel for who I want to keep and who I want to go. Um, so I tend to be a little more later in the season when it comes to trading. Um, and as far as Baker Mayfield, I'm hanging on to him. I think that there's certainly a lot more that we're going to get out of him this season. Um, is he necessarily going to be what everyone thought he was going to be? No, but I, I think if you listen to us earlier in the season, we were both pretty – pretty cautiously optimistic there. I think that there's a lot of people racing to get rid of Baker Mayfield right now after one bad game. And now's the time the next week or two, see if he learns from it. So I'm hanging on to him for at least another week or two, but I think he's probably sticking around for the season. If I have him on a team, I think he'll be okay. Yeah. I still don't want to root for the Browns, but uh, yeah, I I think (laughs) the rumors of his demise have been greatly exaggerated. Yeah. Would you rather have, Josh Allen or Baker Mayfield right now? You're talking about Josh Allen, the linebacker, or Josh Allen, the quarterback? The quarterback. <laughs> I'd rather have Baker Mayfield. I'd rather have just about anybody than Josh Allen. Now we're going to get you to drink the Josh Allen Kool-Aid, huh? No, well, even though his jersey is now in our family <laughs> picture. Yes, which I still love. That brings me so much joy. 
We want to hear from you. Tell us who you'd rather have, Josh Allen or Baker Mayfield. Obviously, we're on different sides of this one. Uh, We'll be back for you next Wednesday as long as Blog Talk Radio decides to let us. Uh, But it looks like we'll be fine next Wednesday, 9 o'clock to 10 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time, as we are every week. Full hour knowledge to help you dominate your fantasy league. You can find us on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page, on Twitter at the number 4THN inches show, at fantasy underscore Sherpa and JKIM16. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Good luck this week, unless, of course, you're playing us.